listening to the Fantasy Alarm DFS NBA podcast with host John Pimba and James Grandey. What's going on, FN Nation? John Pemba here with James Grande, bringing you the Fantasy Alarm NBA DFS podcast, recording here on Tuesday evening for Wednesday's nine-game main slate. Uh, James, you're going to be the one on the playbook for this one, so we're going to take a first look here for you. Uh, quick preview of some of the matchups here. Uh, we got some nice ones. Minnesota-Chicago uh, with Zach Levine, uh, you know, coming off his all-star nod. Uh, going up against his former team uh, there in Minnesota. That that should be a nice matchup. 227 total, a four-point spread there. Uh, we have the Lakers in Utah as the late-night hammer matchup. Um, Toronto, Miami, Golden State, Indiana, Boston, Atlanta's running it back, I think, for like the third time in two weeks. <laughs> um, Detroit and uh, New Orleans play each other. Charlotte, Phoenix, San Antonio, and OKC, and San Antonio – uh, is without most of their players. There's already been ruled out. No DeRozan, uh, no White. There's no uh, Keldon Johnson. Um, I think there's even another player that they're without as well. So uh, the Thunder get to play a beat-up team in their own right. Uh, but it should be a pretty good slate overall. Yeah, Rudy Gay and Devin Vassell also yes, out for San Antonio. Those so. um, might get a return of the Mark Soldiers, though. He's currently listed as questionable. Uh, yeah, definitely interesting. Six teams... Um, just looking at it, six back-to-backs tomorrow. Wow. So we could potentially have a lot of news going into... I feel like we've had a lot of teams resting guys on back-to-backs this year. So definitely worth noting all the back-to-backs we have. Um, so definitely a kind of like a, a an unknown heading into the slate the fact that we're recording on Tuesday. So um going to be interesting, but definitely some intriguing matchups uh, despite all this back-to-back nonsense we have. Yeah, uh, the top two point guards on back-to-backs. Curry gets the Pacers. Uh, he's at 10K on FanDuel. Trey Young uh, against Boston. He's at 9,600. You know, assuming all things uh, go well for Trey tonight against Cleveland. Uh, you know, face Boston two straight games last week. 53 and 55 fantasy points in those two games, 40 actual points, three rebounds, eight assists, and 31, four, and 11 in those two games. This is a back-to-back for Boston, which means Kemba Walker may not be part of this game. Uh, You'll be looking at a Jeff Teague, Tremont Waters, Peyton Pritchard rotation potentially here for Boston. So uh, just given the matchups, I'm probably going to go and take a little bit of savings, Trey Young over Curry for me. Yeah, I mean, I think it's Trey Young over Curry, but I also just think Curry has been so good. I don't hate playing him here um, in a spot that probably a lot of people fade. So I think they're both intriguing. I do lean Trey Young, but I think Curry in tournaments is an interesting tournament pivot. Um, we don't have like a ton of spend up, Sean. We have. On DraftKings, three guys over 10K, LeBron, Sabonis, Curry. So it's I think only, Curry... It's only Curry and, and uh, LeBron on FanDuel. Sabonis is 9-9, Levine's 9-8. So, like, you know, teetering there. But for the most part, I'm, it's right there with you on FanDuel. Yeah, I just... I don't feel like Curry's going to get a lot of love. And um, I'm I'm willing to pull the trigger there uh, in tournaments for sure. Uh, eyes below them. I mean, John Wall was an unfortunate disaster uh, against Chicago. Yep. I mean, they, 
the Rockets just got annihilated the next yep. game. So, you know, do we think that they can keep it close, closer against Cleveland? I mean, maybe. But, I mean, like, we don't think Chicago is very good defensively. And, uh, you know, Houston had nothing going. They released DeMarcus Cousins today. Um, you know, Christian Woods not going to be back to the All-Star break. Like, they're just, you know, they're hurting. You know, we I don't think we have – uh, status and Oladipo yet. He's questionable. He's, listen, they, yeah, they they announced it earlier um, on Tuesday that he's going to be questionable for Wednesday. So that's better than out. Um, you know, we'll, we'll see if there's, but Wall against Cleveland should, by and large, be a good matchup. You know, Malcolm Brogdon against Golden State should be a good matchup for Brogdon, coming off some really strong gains for his own right there. 41, 49, and 54 fantasy points for him. Um, you know, this middle tier again, LaMelo against Phoenix, not great. Um, you know, if you think about the matchup pace down for Phoenix, DeJounte Murray at $7,500 on FanDuel, I think is maybe where a lot of ownership will go, given all of the injuries uh, or illnesses, I guess, San Antonio is dealing with. Yeah, I think it's pretty cut and dry that we just go to Murray. Um, I think Chris Paul is interesting in tournaments or cash, whatever. Um, Wall is fine for tournaments. Brogdon, fine. Brogdon's been really good with TJ McConnell, so... Uh, I definitely think he's in play. But I do think DeJounte Murray is the clear-cut mid-tier guy. I think if you don't even want to spend up a point guard, I think you can go right to Murray. Just like you mentioned, there's nobody active in San Antonio. So um, it's the DeJounte Murray show. And I think that we are going to see the ownership reflect that as well. So uh, fine, fine for all formats. I think Murray's generally more of a tournament play. He's been up and down all year, but tomorrow he's vi- he's viable all formats. And um, I feel like it's kind of a, a, a situation where you don't want to fade. Uh, just considering the situation. I mean, I guess you can because does San Antonio keep it close? I don't know. OKC sucks. So um, I, it just doesn't feel like a situation you want to fade. Yep. Um, bounce back for Chris Paul? Yeah, bounce back for Chris Paul for sure. Uh, I mean, you can't really blame the guy. They Blew him yeah, out. Nine, nine assists in 25 minutes. I mean, yeah. they just... Annihilated Portland. Right. I guess it ultimately is, like, does Charlotte keep it close? That's that's the question we got to ask ourselves. Will Charlotte keep it close? And if you think they can, then roster Chris Paul. If you don't, then uh, we just fade. I think we can go down to, like, Kobe White. We could play Lonzo Ball, who has been really good. Um, I think those... And, and Kendrick Nunn, if... Tyler Hero and Gore Dragic said both listed as questionable. Um, yeah, not at fifty six hundred. Why? Why do they never move his price tag? I don't. I don't know. He's gone for a fifty and in, in or forty five plus fantasy points in two of two of two straight. So right. if there's no Tyler Hero and no Goran Dragic, then you fire up none again. But I do think Kobe White and Lonzo Ball are interesting um, pivots as well. Um, you know, Saban Lee's off to a good start tonight. He's still 5K. If he ends up playing another 30 minutes tonight, would you run it back with him against New Orleans? Yep, absolutely. And he's 38 on DK, so I would 100% go back to that well um, on DraftKings. More on DraftKings, but I don't think the price tag, if he's going to play 30 minutes again, I don't think the price tag is bad on FanDuel. Um, I was a little skeptical on Tuesday night because we had only seen one night's work of 30 minutes but it's definitely interesting if he were to get to 30 minutes again on um tuesday then i would 
consider deploying him um, at 5K on Fandle. Uh, over at shooting guard, uh, Zach Levine, you know, against Houston, it was a blowout, so I'm not going to hold it against him that it was his first game in, like, eight games where he didn't give you at least 40 fantasy points here. Uh, now we're running it up against his old team in Minnesota, fresh off an all-star nod. You, you have to think Levine is in lock and load mode here. Yeah, it's it's pretty close to lock and load in all formats, especially considering it is Minnesota. So um, he's the clear-cut spend-up. And I don't think it's honestly very close. Um, I think there's a lot of good plays at the next tier. I mean, you want to talk about all-star snubs. The all-star snub narrative, Devin Booker sitting there at uh, 83 coming off a, a monster performance against Portland. Yeah, he's 77 on FanDuel. Fred Van Lee also not an all-star play. Uh, he's at $8,200. Um, I think both of those guys are in. And I played SGA the other night, uh, 40 fantasy points against Miami. Still $7,500 on FanDuel. I don't know what they did with his price tag over on DraftKings, but SGA against the San Antonio team that's, you know, down plays, uh, I think he's in a good spot. Yeah, I just don't want to pay $8,500 for him. Like, I I think that, like, I know there's upside. Like, I know he can get us 50, but 85 feels, it feels steep. But it is San Antonio was a bad defensive team to begin with, and now they have nobody active. So, I guess in this specific situation, I'd be willing to pay 8500 I just don't know how much upside there is at that price tag. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that. What about the tier below them? Anybody jumping out to you? Um, you know, there there's Norman Powell, someone we were always taking a look at playing. Um, Jordan Clarkson, Anthony Edwards. If if we find out Cam Reddish is out again, there's Kevin Horder. Like, anybody of those guys sticking to you more? Yeah, I think... Um... Norm is viable. I think we can go to Colin Sexton, who's interesting in tournaments. He's having a really good game on Tuesday. Uh, Wiggins, I think, is is fine. I think Wiggins is a nice cash game play against Indiana. Um, I would go back to the well with Josh Jackson, whether or not. Yeah, Wayne still fifty one hundred. They didn't. Yeah, Andel basically just didn't touch pricing. So yeah, they clearly didn't really care about the pricing um i would go back to the well with josh jackson in a in a really good spot against new orleans new orleans defense has been atrocious this year so uh josh jackson for sure edwards is good um and then it, it if cam reddish doesn't play like probably going back to the red rocket and kevin Porter, right right yeah I, i'm with you on that one he started off tonight really well uh i think that's definitely a play if he's not there um what do you think about kcp 3700 on Fanduel, back-to-back solid fantasy performances out of him yeah, man, 40 minutes in that Washington game and 35 the game before. So they need people to step up, the Lakers. So, yeah, I'm perfectly fine with KCP. 4,400 on DraftKings, I'm fine. It's a tough matchup against Utah, but they just need guys to be on the floor and they need guys to to, to score the basketball. And KCP, we know Ken and has in the past. So, you know. I don't think it's a coincidence that he's now played 35-plus minutes in two straight and 25-plus fantasy points. So I actually think KCP is one of the better values here, honestly. He's just – I think it is what it is. I think he's one of the better values on the board. And, um, yeah, I'm, I'm down I'm down with KCP 37 or 44. Uh, not so much Wesley Matthews, though, who fell off a cliff uh, last Because uh, he's Wesley Matthews. He's only a step above Tony Snell, so – John, what about what about um? Don't don't you dare go there. Um, 
What about if Wayne Ellington's ruled out again? Would you go back to Svi Mihailuk, who yeah. started yep. on Tuesday? I would. We we know that he can be actually be a decent scorer when given the minutes for whatever reason. They just I don't know. He's just not good enough to get there in the rotation, which I don't think is true. I think I think he's actually like a halfway decent player. But uh, yeah, if, if Ellington's out, was Ellington just out due to rest though? I don't think he was out due to injury. But I guess you could probably clarify that up. Yeah, he was rested on Tuesday. Um, I guess I guess he'll be back Wednesday, which kind of. But somebody else can be ruled Sucks. out. Who knows? You know, like yeah. it, it, there's there's potential for that. Um, at small forward, no Miami Heat player was named to the All Star game. Uh, Jimmy Buckets, 9,200 against Toronto. Yeah, we've been playing um, wings against Toronto all year, so I definitely would be down to play Butler. Um, he didn't look great against OKC, but they were in control the whole the whole night, so they didn't really need Butler to be as dominant as he's been. So, yeah, I can I can go back to the Butler well. I definitely think... Like, what are your thoughts on LeBron against Utah? Like, would you rather save money and play Butler, or would you rather spend up on LeBron? I don't. Man, Utah has been so good, and this and this Lakers team does not look very good. Let's plain and simple, does not look very good without Davis, without Schroeder. Yeah, that's really my holdup. It's that Utah has been blowing out teams. You know, they've been really playing well. LeBron is a different animal, obviously. Like he, he can still give you his 20, 10, and 10 and you know, get you there. But for me, just given the, the matchup, I think for Miami Toronto, it's just a more appealing game. Um we talked about there not being too many guys over 10K. Like, I don't think this is gonna be a separator game for LeBron. You know, you know, he needed overtime against the Wizards to get his 56. You know, so it's not like he was, you know, you know, if that game ended in regulation, I don't even know if he got over 50, right? Like right. it's so I, I'm gonna I'm gonna probably pass with LeBron being the most expensive player on FanDuel, um, and, and buckets to me is, is far more appealing. Um, mm-hmm. I think Jalen Brown as well, coming off an All Star, uh, his first All Star game nomination against Atlanta, uh, with no Kemba Walker is, is going to be a spot I would be appealing, especially if there's no Cam Reddish. Um, you know, again, I know Tony Snell is okay, the best defender supposedly, um, but I think Brown could find himself. Um, you know, in a really nice matchup there. And then, of course, Brandon Ingram has, has been playing well again. Uh, yeah, I mean, Ingram has been playing really well. Jalen's been playing really well. I'm I'm okay with, like, pretty much this whole entire, like, next tier. Uh, like, this mid-tier is, is intriguing. Brown, Ingram. Do you think Powell plays on the back-to-back? Not Powell. OG plays on the back-to-back? Mm, it seems like his like limitations are kind of gone playing 30 minutes against Philly, but it's definitely something to monitor. Cause then we would there, see. There was freaking... no word. If you remember, there was no word of him sitting out until right. like half hour before game time. And we're right. like, yeah, we figured this was going to happen. <laughs> yeah. I guess it's, I guess it's definitely something to monitor because if he does sit out, like, uh, do we go play DeAndre Bembry? Like, do we well, like? I think do it just, just reinforces Powell for us. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it definitely reinforces Powell. It definitely reinforces the starters in general. Maybe we even see um, Chris Boucher start. They did that last week, and he only played twenty minutes, but they started him. So, I mean, definitely something to to monitor heading into uh, into roster lock. What's th- what time is that game? Miami eight o'clock. It's an eight o'clock game. 
only half an hour after lock since lock is at 7 30 so we could know that that og news early enough to uh make some pivots yeah uh small 40 right though it is actually pretty decent mikhail bridges against charlotte 55 charlotte hasn't defended small forwards well this season we saw joe angles tear them apart the other day um seti not didn't start tonight against uh houston with torian prince ruled out dean wade did but i still think when this game's all uh said and done uh that said he will be uh well on his way to you know 30 minutes he's actually having a great night eight points and assists and a board so far off the bench for them uh so i i think he's in, in a really good spot to continue to play at 54 against houston uh city bay has been playing really well josh hart has had two yeah. slate breakers in the past week uh he had 41 fancy points against boston he had 38 against memphis 26 against phoenix $4,700 for Josh Hart against Detroit. Any interest there? Yeah, it's funny to me that he's still... Uh, under 5K? Under 5K. And it's it's primarily because of how inconsistent he's been. But, like, we know he's an elite rebounder. Like, he's an elite rebounding guard. Or forward. Whatever the hell position he plays. He's elite at rebounding. Um, and when he scores, I mean, he's he can break slates, as we've seen. So, yeah, I, I, would, I can get behind some Josh Hart. Do you trust it in cash though? I don't think so. I probably, no, probably limit tournaments. Well, so this big price discrepancy on DraftKings, okay. Seti is six thousand dollars. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So uh, Hart maybe and Hart forty nine. Garrett Temple is a cash game play. Garrett Temple, I believe, is a shooting guard. Oh, okay. Small force Vandal. So I do think Garrett Temple is viable in cash but he's a shooting guard um if i were to like kind of dip dip my toes into the cash game pool down here it's probably bridges um he's 57 sadiq bay 56 hoarders you could play hoarder at small forward who's 54 um also what is duncan robinson over in DraftKings? duncan robinson is a shooting guard 5500 okay also, we didn't mention, John, we did not mention that we saw another David Nawaba game. 41 fantasy points against the Bulls. If it remains status quo and Oladipo doesn't play, and I think we have to look at... I, I don't want to look at David Nawaba. I'm so sick of looking at David Nawaba. <laughs> But Eric Gordon's also questionable. Right. Cousins is gone. Oladipo, questionable. I mean, don't you think we have to take a look at David Nwaba if Potentially, but I want you to answer this question for me first. What is Lonnie Walker on DraftKings? Lonnie Walker is $3,700. As a small forward? No, shooting guard, small forward. Shooting guard, okay. I thought he was shooting guard, small forward. He's a shooting guard only at min price on FanDuel. Um, mm. I think Lonnie Walker is going to be... One of the better plays, one of the better values. Yeah, one of the better values in the slate. So I think sure. if you can get him at small forward at 37 you said? Like, $3,700, yep. I think, I think you lock him in. I mean... Yep, they have three... Looking at three active guards? Um, Murray, Mills, Lonnie Walker... So I don't know what happened back on January 12th against the Thunder. Lonnie Walker played 35 minutes in that game. 
and he had 32 fantasy points. <laughs> 24, 3, 2, and 1. The game before that, he also played 30 minutes at 38 fantasy points. So, like, Lonnie Walker playing 30-plus minutes has been good for basketball, <laughs> for fantasy. So, um, yeah, Lonnie Walker, mid-price shooting guard, I think on FanDuel, you, that is a, that's a, a chalk play. Um, good chalk, bad chalk, we'll find out. But I think the ownership's going to be there. Uh, and we think he, and he's a talented player. So, I mean, like, not yep. to take anything away from Lonnie Walker. Um, you know, the, the Spurs just keep finding these guys. So, um, I, but I thought I remembered him being a small forward on, on DraftKings. So, I want to ask what his price was when we were talking about David Nawaba. Because I would much rather put my eggs <laughs> in the Lonnie Walker basket than the David Nawaba basket. Despite uh, two of the last three games going over 40 fantasy points. It's just... Uh, a wonder to everything. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I mean, like Houston in general, right? Like Houston, we have a we could potentially have a problem because, I mean, again, Sterling Brown, twenty-seven minutes. David Nwaba, twenty-seven minutes. Daniel House, twenty-six minutes. Like, if Gordon doesn't play and Oladipo doesn't play. They're going to play a bunch of minutes. They're all small forward eligible. Um, House is 52, Nuaba 51, Sterling Brown 42. You probably play Sterling Brown 42. Yeah, Sterling Brown, James, you want to play guest that position over in FanDuel? I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to go point guard. He is a point guard. Hmm. This is, I mean it just doesn't make sense, but like I'm not <laughs> I'm not going to there's there's no point in questioning it questioning it questioning it anymore. Yep. Um, but I think 4,200 for him is, is a really good price if Oladipo and, uh, Eric Gordon sit. I, I definitely would have some appeal, uh, Sterling Brown appeal. Uh, power forward. We have some bonus against Golden State. Another snub. We could just build a snub line Yeah, we there. could bend a snub. We could you know, build a snub he line had, James, he <laughs> had 80 fantasy points against Minnesota. Yeah. Now, this game went into overtime. He played 45 minutes, 36, 16, and 10. <laughs> now, I remember this because on my DraftKings team, I had Sabonis in my lineup, and I just needed, like, a couple extra $100, and I was like, Sabonis, Zion, like, what's, you know, what's, what's the real the difference? difference the way Zion's <laughs> playing right now? And I went ahead Oof. and I played Zion, uh, pivoting down off of Sabonis, uh, and to Zion's credit, uh, he laid an egg. So, uh, I had a deal with, uh, Sabonis going for 80 when he was in my lineup, uh, and Zion did not do well. What are your thoughts here with, uh, Sabonis against Golden State? I mean, like, I it's hard to deny the upside. Do I want to pay $10,500 for Demondis Sabonis? I think on a different slate, the answer is no. But I think on this slate, we can get away with it because there's not a lot of stars. Golden State has been bad on the interior. Do Wiseman and Kevin Looney play or Kevon Looney play on back to back? I don't think so. So they're back to square one, possibly with really no front court depth. So I like Sabonis here. I don't love the price, but I'd be willing to pay a premium on a slate that doesn't have a lot of guys to pay up for. And maybe that causes a lot of fair and balanced builds. And if Sabonis goes for 70, 
well, at, at like lower ownership, well, then I'm in the driver's seat. So um, I like Sabonis here. I think the spot is pretty good, regardless if Looney or Wiseman play. The only, my only like drawback is 10.5K. That's, it's yeah, not a price that we're used to paying for Sabonis. Right. Uh, Tatum went for 50 in both games against Atlanta. He went for 50 against the Pelicans in overtime. He's going for 50 against everyone yeah. right now. Right. And he just got the all-star bid. So, like... He's yeah. he is he's safe. Like, I would I would probably feel very comfortable, like, building a cash game lineup and just... There's possibly no Kemba as well in that game. Oh, definitely. I, I almost think that's, like, certain at this point. Maybe, maybe he does start playing back-to-backs eventually, but... Um, I would pretty much pencil in Tatum for cash games at this point. Yeah, I like. I mean, I think he definitely has GPP upside. We're not arguing that cash. I, I agree. He's moving into that territory. Uh, Bam is a power forward on Fanduel. Uh, another cash game play for me. Um, yep. you know, Forty or more now in six straight games. You know, doesn't really matter to the opponent. The matchup. It's thirty-five minutes. It's a double double with assists. You know, like he's. He's there. Maybe that dynamic changes a little if like Drogic comes back and all that, and maybe the assist numbers possibly dip, but I don't think so. I mean, Bam's fine. Zion against Detroit, I, I am still gonna buy in there, even though the you know the Phoenix wasn't a good matchup for him. Fe- anybody against Phoenix really isn't a mm-hmm. good matchup. You know, they just play so slow. Um, you know, so we had the spot against Detroit for him. I think you can go back to Zion. He's eighty five hundred dollars over on Fanduel. Oh. That's uh, DraftKings price. <laughs> you think over would you would you guess over or under over under 85 yep under he's 88 on DraftKings. Oh. Okay. DraftKings way more proactive with these price tags than FanDuel has been today especially on this slate i feel like they're reacting way faster to recent performance um mm-hmm. their algorithm is catching up way faster so uh, yeah did- Jay Sean Tate's still 6,600 on FanDuel. Uh, he was, what, 52, I think, on DraftKings the other day? What we got him He at? was 59. He's 6,200 against Cleveland, um, which is, again... I'm still, I'm still playing that. You, I mean, you just... You kind of have to, right? Now there's... I mean, there's no Cousins. He only played 31 minutes, but, like, they actually don't have able bodies to, to <laughs> like, to do it. So... You you just kind of have to. So, yeah, um, I'm perfectly fine with Jason Tate. I think he's someone you could play in all formats as well. Where are you uh, with Kuzma against Utah? Um, I'm probably staying away. Yeah, Royce O'Neal has been really good defensively this year. They rank, I think, number one against power forwards, if I'm not mistaken. So uh, I'm going to probably stay away from Kuzma here. And uh, allocate my funds to Tate. Um, how about we're getting a lot of PJ Washington at center right now? I think we can go there. Um, Basley, I think this is one of those like tournament spots where we don't like Basley's been bad and he goes for like 45 yeah. on Wednesday in a good matchup against San Antonio. So I'd rather go like those routes, maybe Tice. Tice had uh, almost 40 fantasy points against Atlanta. So. Yeah, I mean, he's – and we mentioned it on Tuesday's live stream. He's playing, like, a 1,000 minutes a game. So, mm-hmm. you – like, you can feel comfortable. I mean, Brett Stevens is kind of just playing a short rotation right now. 
and just playing all like he knows yeah, his no, bench. The is, bench is down to like eight minutes. Yeah, the bench is bad. I mean, you, the the problem with Boston bench is they're starting without Smart and mm-hmm. like they're just missing key pieces right now. So, um, yeah, I would I would play Tice as well, and then like when you dip down like Crowder, you know, I, you know, I have I I like to play Crowder, and I think you could play probably Royce O'Neal, who's been pretty good, and but no no one down here is like extremely appealing. Yeah, I'll be interested to see how um, tonight, how Minnesota handles their rotations. New coach. um, Right. Could go young. We could see Vanderbilt or McDaniels play a lot tonight, you know, and maybe that gives an indication of being able to trust those guys for the back-to-back, but we'll have to wait and see exactly um, how that plays out for sure. Um, Center. Towns is a top-priced center against Chicago. I mean, there isn't a better matchup, I think, for centers, except maybe the opposite of this matchup going the other way with Carter against Minnesota. But we just saw, you know, 60 fancy points out of Towns against the Knicks. We saw 53 against the Pacers. So, like, we're starting to get the peak level Towns production, and he's still under 10K over on FanDuel. Yeah, it's only a matter of time before we get Towns at 10, 3, 4, or 5. So, um, I agree. I think it's a, it's a misprice at least for a recent production, three straight double-doubles. And uh, the peripherals are coming, John, you know, and, and the scoring, we knew the scoring would be there. We knew the rebounds would be there, but four assists and two straight, two or more blocks and three straight. Like, he's starting to put it all together. So I think Towns, he might be the best man up on the slate, right? He could, he could very well be the best. The, I mean, the matchup plus the price plus the upside, it's all there for him to go for 70, yep. right? Like, yep. uh, that's the ceiling for sure. But center's also kind of loaded again. Like, yeah. Capella against Boston. We saw him go for 60 against Boston in their last matchup. Jared Allen's on pace to go for 50 tonight. He gets Houston. They're playing no centers. P.J. Tucker starts at center for them. Like, great matchup for Jared Allen. We don't know whether LaMarcus Aldridge is going to play or not. Jakob Pertl could actually be used in the offense in this game. You look at his last two starts, 45 and 36 fantasy points. He's $6,200 there. Al Horford on the flip side could be okay. And then Wendell Carter is still $5,400 on FanDuel. Yeah, they really didn't adjust any prices. No, he's, and he can't. 47 fantasy points against Houston the other day, and he gets that Minnesota matchup, which we love. So, like, all of those guys are, are in elite spots, you know, especially Pirtle. Again, if there's no uh, Aldridge, he, you know, his value obviously is more in play uh, unless Aldridge starts. But, like, those guys I all mentioned are in great spots. I mean, they might both start just with all, like, the missing pieces for San Antonio, right. you know? So even if Aldridge does play, which you assume, even if he does play, he's limited. But if he doesn't, I mean, you you have to think there's, like, some sort of, like, I mean, they need they don't have rotational pieces. So I could see them both starting. Um, Carter really stands out. In all those out of those guys you mentioned, what's I mean, his what's his DraftKings price? Fifty eight. So even that price tag stands out to me, um, especially with the minutes where they are and the production has followed and um, it, like it's Minnesota's worst team in basketball against centers with or without Towns. So it's hard not to go there. And then I think you know if, if you want to go further, which I don't think you need to go any further. Um, Steven Adams should play, so the Willie Hernan Gomez thing is, you know, tournaments only. I think right. you can play him, but it's because he because they've been splitting time, so you can play Hernan Gomez in tournaments to be different. 
mm-hmm. you know he's gonna be he's gonna go crazy tomorrow. Like everyone plays him without Adams, and he's like he's good, but he's not great. He's gonna score like forty fantasy points in like twenty minutes. Would uh, you rather play Hernan Gomez or Tristan Thompson? See, I was gonna go Hernan Gomez, and then the Celtics guys as like value. Um, I probably lean the Celtics guys, um, including Robert Williams, but. Again, I, I think it's like one of those things where that Sean always says where guys are just comfortable in their roles sometimes. And we've seen Hernan Gomez really dominate off the bench. Mm-hmm. And Steven Adams hasn't been great. So maybe, just maybe, in a tournament, you could like weirdly play Hernan Gomez. You don't need like you don't need to do that because it's a great matchup against Detroit. Like it's a, it but it's a it's a really good matchup and just because the guy plays 20 minutes, I mean, this is one of those guys that if he plays 20 minutes, that doesn't matter. He right. he literally has 40 fantasy point upside in 20 minutes, and he's mm-hmm. 4,400. So um, I think that's an interesting tournament pivot because I do think if you're, like, if somebody's spending down, they're going to look at Thompson and his recent production. They're going to look at Olenek and his upside and Williams' recent production. And I just think, um, Hernan Gomez falls by the wayside, and uh, I think that's uh, a mistake. Yeah, it's not a bad GBP dart, that is uh, for sure there. Uh, James, again, you're going to be able to land on the playbook here for this nine-game slate. We'll have all the action for everybody uh, listening right now. Playbook, starting five, value vault, uh, you name it. We'll have the content live stream as well. Uh, any parting thoughts here, James? Um, Not much, not much. Uh, definitely an interesting slate. Uh, the more we broke it down, the more I realized there's a lot of value and a lot more potential. <laughs> there's a lot more potential value with six games, with six teams on on back to back. So definitely something again that we we have to monitor going into Wednesdays, Wednesday, you know, Wednesday. Wednesday. Wednesday for sure. But all right, everybody, uh, that does it for us. You know where to get us on Twitter at jampemba seven 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 at the underscore real underscore grande. You reach him there. We'll be in chat along with Sean Mitchell all day answering your questions, getting you ready for another hopefully successful night of DFS. For now, we'll catch you guys later.